What's happening, people? And welcome to Beard Talk. On this lineup, we have Pac-Man from Pac-Man Podcast. Amongst chatting a lot of shit, and I mean a lot of shit, we discuss the irony of the government, my bootleg mask, the NHS, Tory's cat in the Labour Party, and the impact this lockdown has had on people. Stay tuned. I'm currently on my first jog of the day. It's the first time I've stepped out of the house. So if the feds are listening, you know, FYI. Yeah, man. Post-corona walks, isn't it? Well, it's not even post, is it? Present corona walks. <laughs> so it's live and direct in full effect. Yeah, man. Um, What's your sorry? life saying after corona? Has anything changed? Well, I work from home anyway, and a lot of people have been adapting to flexible working and you know there's so many pros to it where everyone's appreciating it. I think the first couple of days it was just adjusting and they feel uncomfortable about it but for me it's a, a normal day however where it's impacting me quite strongly is the fact that I can't go to the gym after work working throughout the day so my step count is probably on 12 from like 9 to 5 and then I bring it up to like 10 12,000 in the evening I can't do that now and that's where I'm feeling the uh the effects a little bit more lethargic, a little bit more rusty and not as limbo and flexible uh, physically as I would be if I was banging out the gym like three Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Week. I mean, to be honest with you, for me, it's just, it's all been a mental thing. Like, it's so hard. Like, you think it's easy. Obviously, I'm like you. I've been working from home for probably the last two years flexibly. Um, but just having the thought that I can leave my house at any point and go into my office or go into a different location to work. It's just so soothing, <laughs> you know what I mean? But now that I finally do that. Yeah, we obviously are being told what to do as opposed to having that free will to roam as we please. Um, to be honest, I think this country's been a bit more laxed about it, so we're not exactly on strict Are you wearing a mask measures. when you leave the house? Um, I've bought some masks. You need like an N95 mask specifically, and there's a couple of other um, numbers and sequences that label them like appropriate for viruses and so forth. But um, once I received the mask, it didn't have any of those labels on it. And then I got a, um, a message from eBay saying that, oh, we've taken this listing down, but they didn't tell me why and whatnot. So um, I could be out there thinking that I'm all right, and then ultimately I'm not. So I haven't worn it per se but short answer no I haven't been wearing a mask but it's generally to like not affect anyone else but I guess you're still covering your mouth so you're not touching it as much on that basis I think it's sensible to wear one I don't don't know I think I think the impact of the mask isn't like you were saying I think it has to be a specific grade of mask for it to be effective and these standard ones these surgical masks that people are wearing they're not they're better than not having a mask but it's not as effective as having like an industry type of mask. But anyway, I've been wearing a mask to go with you. And only because I think it's quite swagged out, to be fair. Not really worried about catching a virus or nothing. I just think I look good. You're just trying to show off to your audience of zero because there's no <laughs> one around you. Well, I would hope that no one's around you. Um, but the mirror, I'm sure the mirror gets a lot of attention and gets a lot, get a lot That's of people. That's it, man. I can hide my nose under the mask as well. That's like my weak area, you know? Bed stays fresh though. Is it? Is that? Bed still shining through the mask. <laughs> do you have like 
Does your face look like a zebra crossing from like <laughs> like a sun hitting where the mask sits to where yeah, the rest of your face is? You have to be careful. Yeah, most people face. got a bikini bikini line on their body, but I got one on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've seen photos of NHS staff that have had marks marks on their face from wearing the mask all day. Yeah, some of them are so, tight, aren't they? They're know, like tight. Uh, like I've seen today, I saw a guy flying a drone and his mask gear was just like you could feel like it was like botox it was pushing his like his chin line and jawline back kind of intentional ones you know that's the thing right if you're gonna wear something airtight it's it's gonna squash your face basically and and then you know we're, we're mocking the the tan <laughs> lines but honestly like I, I rate the nhs staff for that i don't know if this is gonna make the podcast but um, so you know that like, this whole Brexit thing has calmed down and you know there's like there's like deep lying roots and what Brexit really means and how it all started off and blah 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 not to get into that but the irony is now everyone's kind of supporting the NHS and I mean I don't know the figures I wish I did but I guarantee you more than half of the NHS staff are immigrants or from an immigrant background <laughs> So there's a little bit of irony. It's like, yeah, get the fuck out of our country. Not that that's what Brexit is, but <laughs> the irony that, you know, the people that are helping and laid the foundations of the NHS, not just today, but, you know, after the World War, are the people that are being pointing the finger out as being people that shouldn't be in the country. It's just, I don't know, it just makes me think. It's just like, there's some irony in that. It's just like a full 360, in it? It's like, oh, it's just come back and spat you right in the face, man. Because Brexit means something different to a lot of people, right? So, like, I'm not, I'm not part of the, 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 the way of thinking that Brexit is a, you know, it's a racist agenda or anything. Um, I'm kind of like impartial to it. Sometimes I think, sometimes I don't think that's the case. But there are definitely people that have supported Brexit because of their xenophobic thoughts and, and motives, right? And it's more sort of tailored towards those types of individuals. The irony, anyway. The fact that you know you want anyone that's not ethnically English to no longer be in your country, but I think you just need to say ethnic. <laughs> I think everyone will get it from there. Uh, but the, um, the people that are yeah. kind of taking us through probably the, I mean, I've no one, anyone that I've spoken to, old or young, in this country anyway, has never experienced something like this, and the fact that that's the backbone now, and that's what's really supporting the humans of the country. It's uh, Little bit of irony there. That's what I found anyway. I don't know about you. So many cuts to, to the to the service, and um, it was like everyone going for um, everyone who's NHS and anyone who has some sort of social responsibility. Um, and when I mean social responsibility, based on the fact that they probably earn a lot. So you'd probably go for Tories. This is generalisation, but you'd probably go for Tories if you're earning a lot more. Otherwise, fall back on Labour or something. Uh, well, we'll just focus on those two for now, not so much the others, but shout out to the Green Party as well. But, um, you know, to not vote for Tory, even if they are yeah. earning a higher bracket, that's what I was trying to make. And that's where the line was drawn. But, like, what will it be now? Like, now that we're depending on them so much and, like, like a lot of positive light on them and the fact that, rightfully so, and the fact that they didn't have any uh, backing from the government before, and now the back, uh, government are relying on them. So where does that leave everyone? And that comes back to your Brexit and where it was started, started off to where it's 
come to now but it's at the back of yeah, the mad, the mad thing is, no, you're absolutely right. And the mad thing is, if you think about it, really, there's some more irony in this whole like coronavirus thing, as serious as it is, is that as much as kind of Corbyn got whitewashed in the last two weeks, all of Corbyn's policies have basically like like been put into action. <laughs> like this whole like socialism and supporting like the poor people and the government doing more and you know finding money from like from an uh, a godlike source like it's going to come out of the sky basically like the government have managed to do all of that they found the money they're supporting people that are losing their jobs like i, mean, I don't know how that actually applies and I, mean, I don't know anyone that's have to, had to actually you know apply for um whatever support the government is offering at the moment but the fact that those policies have kind of gone out so quickly after he was you know, being shamed for them, like you know, they were they were taking the piss out of him. Really, they were saying, "Ah, oh, you know, where are you going to find the money? How are you going to afford it? How are you going to afford it?" That was always the question. Like all of these things that have now come, that like, they found a way, haven't they? If it wasn't for Brexit, man like Jezza would have, I think, would have won. Just didn't work yeah, in his favour. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, look at it. Now we've come to a pandemic, and what he was pushing as an agenda and a priority. Yeah, it's exactly. the case, mad. like you said. The world is mad, bro, right now. This is the insane thing. I don't know where we're where we're heading, but we obviously got to take each day as it comes, and we we still, as a nation, aren't taking it as serious. I've obviously just come out. I'm in my car. Um, I've come somewhere a bit more remote to to go for a stroll, my one stroll of the day, my highlight again. And then um, the funny thing is, I think everyone's on the same. A motive so there's quite a few cars here so i think it's ultimately once i get in in to where i want to walk it shouldn't be as busy i i'm saying that now but um you know when will people get it people are just not taking this issue and people are scatty like sanitizing your hands hand wash antibacterial soap all that is a part of everyday yeah. normality and you know i'm gonna i'm an advocate for that i'm, I'm ocd but then i got OCD uh, heads that are looking at me like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always yeah. someone who's cleaner than someone else, I guess. But um, generally, the nation is scatty, man. And like, I saw um, a video earlier online of this guy going ape shit over. Um, this is way before we were on this level of lockdown. At the infancy of this lockdown, some guy was putting quarantine tape on a chicken shop. But the funny thing is, he was proper touching up the outside of the shop. Uh, where the door handle is and and then tearing his tape and then tearing it with his mouth to put it on i'm like well, you're being so extra just focus on the basics like why are you touching your mouth why are you <laughs> touching your face and you know you're causing a scene i think it's clickbait and everyone's just doing it to go viral really so it's like when um you give money to the poor or do something with the poor but at the same time you're filming it putting it on youtube count your deeds count your blessings and live in harmony. Yeah. I fully back the government's position. I mean, I don't generally back government's position on a lot of things, but I fully back it on. And if anything, I feel like they're not being as strong as they should be. They're not. They're not doing enough. I mean, I say they're not doing enough because the public aren't doing enough. Yeah. That's why and it's I, a rich share effect. They're I not listening. Saw, you, do you watch Jonathan Pye? No, I haven't seen it's it recently. But yeah, he's no, like, I, he's I like in it. like a self isolation thing, right? And uh, it's quite funny, like, obviously, I really, I really like his take on sort of uh, his reality of the world, his perception of the world. Um, but, you know, he was kind of like, you know, in self-isolation, like reporting from home, blah, 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 blah. And he was kind of making the point where 
you know, we've become just as people, as a human race, we become so like, um, what's the word for it? We're like narcissists. Like we just, we just care about ourselves and we don't care about anything else. Like we don't believe that we're part of a wider society. So regardless of what, regardless of what the government are saying to do, like his point was people still not listen because they just don't care. They only care about themselves. And, and then, you know, and then that equals mass toilet paper buying and you know what I mean? Like going mad for Yeah. Though the fun exactly what I was gonna echo and from what you said, like uh went to Sainsbury's the other day, had a a few items in my basket because I didn't feel like I needed anything else. This lady behind me in the queue was like, Oh, is that all you're getting? You know, we're gonna be on lockdown soon. This was just before the lockdown. She was panicking, her massive trolley was filled yeah. to the top. And I'm like, okay, you might have a big family, you might be shopping for someone else, cool. But what ticked me off a little bit was like, I'm probably the one person who's not panic buying here um, in this queue. And um, you're t- encouraging it, okay, one thing. But then ultimately, what really ticked me off was like, oh, well, you know, you got to think for yourself because uh, otherwise you're going to run out of food and, um, you know, no one else is going to be there for you. I'm just like, well, with that attitude, of course they won't. And then I had to remind her um, that, you know, you need to count your blessings. She was really panicking as well. So I felt a little bit of sympathy for her as well as thinking that she's scum. She, you know, she hasn't got any bombs dropping on her like other countries, other worn tall countries. You know, you know, they've been on lockdown for what? For forever and a day. And here we just had like a week or so of it. Don't know how long it's going to go on for. But, you know, manufacturers, distributors, there's no stock, uh, shortage on food. So it's just purely based on people panic buying. Um, but the supermarkets do need to get that act together a little bit. They're doing a lot more now, but the government should have communicated with supermarkets. The supermarkets should have put a, a cap on how many items you can take way before this panic buying. And obviously, they probably saw all the customers come in. They saw how much stock they were clearing and they were probably loving it. So um, shame on those guys. Obviously, I'm not in the board meeting to know that if that's their intention. But, you know, based on actions, they could have put in some measures much earlier on like why did they have to take people crying parents crying that they can't put nappies on their babies and elderly people not being able to find any food why do we have to fail so much just to do a little bit to look like we've done a yeah lot? it's it's all reactional isn't it like you would you would have expected like at least the government especially especially if the whole thing like kicked off at the end of december like with the world that we live in today and the fact that, you know, information is so readily available. Like, you just kind of would have thought, even when it came into Europe, it was so calm here. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago? It was just like, oh, yeah, it's not going to affect us. And I think it's that, mm. I mean, I think it's that a little bit of that old adage, and I include myself in this way of thinking, actually, um, my British side especially. It's kind of thinking, oh, yeah, you know, we're British. We're, we're, we're an island race. You know, it's not going to affect us, blah, blah, blah. I didn't take it seriously. And then even... I only genuinely started taking it seriously last week. But I'll tell you what made me start taking it seriously. Firstly, daughter's school got cancelled. So I was like, okay, kind of saw that coming, seen it in some of the other countries in and around Europe and the world. Cool. But then that same week, me and the missus, every evening, we went to go and do our normal like Tesco's, Aldi, Lidl, Sainsbury's, Morrison's, Marks and Spencer's. Uh, one pound shop 
know, we don't discriminate BM B and M store. We don't discriminate up in this uh, and all the other retailers that are out there. Um, and we couldn't find nothing, bro. Like literally, like on the Monday we went to two uh, supermarkets. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and bit by bit we managed to find our normal essentials like bread, you know, water, bottled water, milk, eggs, that type of thing. And then I was like, okay shit like you know this this is now something um especially when the schools closed because when the schools closed it was like that same evening when it was announced everyone was out in my ends as well it was just panic buying to the rafters like people were just stuck in stop panic stop panic we literally just went for one item bro there's this, there's this tutu bread that you can get from Lidl it's called like a tiger tiger loaf I don't know if anyone knows about that, but it's a banging loaf of bread, right? We just went to Lidl to buy that. <laughs> then we got the bread, but the line was so long. We were like, is it even like worth waiting here just to get this? <laughs> you know, what I mean? we were like three days, four days behind everyone. And then I was like, ah, oh, like, and you know that thing about that, that snowball effect of everyone's panic buying around you, but I was so conscious of it as well. Uh, you know, when we went again, when you know we found the things, we was like, okay, you kind of have to stop and ask yourself the question: like, am I? Is it going to take me another two weeks to find this stuff, and should I just like pack it on? And it's such a tough decision to make. It really is. Um, I didn't, to be honest with you, but I can kind of understand people. Like you said, I can understand yeah. them panic buying, but at the same time, I think I, I don't know if you agree with this, but. I think the, the scariest part of this for people is the fact that their lifestyle is having to change. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's not about not being able to wipe your ass. It's <laughs> it's the fact that I'm not going to be able to go and find solace in the things that I do to keep myself occupied from my reality in life. Yeah, man, it makes you question how much of our life is based on escapism. On, on all this all, all, from whatever it's done whether it's um you know going out on a night out or um you know uh, going to the gym or, or or retail therapy whatever it is like you know the fact that your normality is making you question your existence a little bit or just making you feel uncomfortable i don't know if people have that level of consciousness i mean not everyone have that level of consciousness but um it just reminded me I read uh, an article, a very young girl like overdosed on some pills. But for her, yeah, I don't know if she actually went into even three days of it. The whole idea of her life yeah. not being how she understood it to be was more overwhelming than actually taking the days on through quarantine. So it's just like, you know, first I was like, what? Like, you know, some people might be like, what, what a joke, Let's take it seriously. But then mental health is a serious issue, man. And, you know, some people aren't fortunate enough to see logic and tried by with it yeah, whereas um, others can so yeah man my heart goes out to the family information needs to be accessible and it is we're in the information age and we just need to highlight it to yeah, well, everyone about about. way of documenting it but the way the society is so yeah. set up we're not built almost society isn't built for it that's why it's so overwhelming but you know i count my blessings um my, my parents are from um uh, another from country another planet, and you know i've seen struggle uh, not firsthand but um <laughs> well they are out of this world bless them 
but yeah um you know yeah. so i'm fortunate enough to know and see sorry like what poverty is like in a certain country as you put it may put it and um you know it's humbling and so when i look at my circumstance i'm always grateful for it not being as bad as it can be and that's the way people need to take it and i think that's the positive note we can wrap it up on man <laughs>